You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode Three more and we quit. <laughs> Break it. That's right. That's it. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that where a bullpen? Yeah. Went? 33. I wanted to get it to the to the age of Jesus. <laughs> 33 and, <then laughs> and a year later. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 11 O'Clock Comics. It's Wednesday. Big, big comic book week. We're all yeah. here. I'm Vince B. There you go. <laughs> I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price. And I'm Conan the Sumerian. Ooh. A comic-related one. That's good. I like that. No, and also that's also a comic that uh, apparently is uh, being read by our uh, president-elect. Cool from Chicago, <laughs> land of uh, milk and honey and karma and everything. All right, mm-hmm. it's eleven o'clock. Comics. We said it all. You're not Conan the Sumerian. You're Jason Wood, and here we are again. Again. Hello, my buddies. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Four guys, all of us, in the same room. It's amazing. It's like maybe the vibe from the election is still reverberating through the halls of 11 o'clock. Could that be? Could be. Yeah, I'm happy too. Shitty day in uh, Jason's neck of the woods, though. Shh. I know. All right. This is an escape from reality, this chat, huh? That's true. Okay. Yes. So, I am drinking Yingling. Big surprise. Okay, we're jumping right into the uh, right into the <laughs> I drink. Guess so. Damn, all right, guess well, he's, he's all about fucking business this week. I'm dude. comics. There's, there's so much to talk about this he's, week. He's wearing the Chris hat. That's why you have to look for a new one. Oh, Snap. that's right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm hat shopping right now. I've decided. Uh, I've decided that uh, I'm 35 now, and I can. I can wear hats besides baseball hats, but that's all I've worn my entire life. So I had to. Uh, 
I had to uh, get in touch with the uh, uh, the best uh, hat wearing man in in the biz today. So I'm uh, I'm hoping for some guidance here. So, so you talking about a fez or a fedora or fez? Uh, it, it, it <laughs> that would be awesome. It, it has been actually. Uh, I picture you call him Akbar. <laughs> It has been suggested that uh, that I look into a, a a pork pie hat. Yeah, so that'll work. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm shopping. But uh, um, besides looking for uh, for hats and reading comic books, I am drinking uh, some uh, Jim Beam on the rocks tonight. Just uh, just going going nice. uh, back to basics. Just real. Little, yep, just a little bourbon bourbon on the rocks to keep me going here. So how about uh, how about you, Mister Wood? Uh, I know. I think I drank this once, one episode before. I'm drinking some Chimay Ale, which is a oh, that's uh, good stuff made by Belgian monks. For those of you who uh, are fans of of alcoholic beverages produced by religious folk, I highly <laughs> recommend Chimay Ale. Mm-hmm. That is um, really good with uh, um, with mussels. I love drinking a good Belgian beer with uh, with mussels and some some frites. So. Mm-hmm. Look at you! What our buddy, what our buddy Wood doesn't know is those monks dip their dicks in the in the thing for the heathen bastards that are eventually going to consume it. <laughs> you just re- well, go ahead. Let's hear what David's drinking, and then I'll I'll, 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 I'll go back to that, Mister Price. I'm following Chris's lead, except I'm adding a little bit of ginger ale to my Jim Beam. Ooh, I like that. That's Good how. Uh, yeah, that's how Fred No's mother drinks it. Fred Fred No is uh, Jim Beam's. Great grandson, great grandson. I believe wow. great grandson. I know so. nothing about alcohol. Seriously, really, you, you really guys, don't. You, I, I don't. You guys learn. You, you guys teach me a lot, and I'm, I'm a very. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot. Now, what were you going to say, Mister Wood? Speaking of dick-related humor, um, <laughs> it's uh, my favorite it's kind. <laughs> it's not tied to comics, but it's fresh in my mind. I, uh, I watched. Uh, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay today uh, on the way to and from New York City. And uh, there are, I don't know if it's a good movie, but but there are about uh, 47 various and sundry dick-related jokes. I'm uh, there. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, if you have, if there's a part of you that, that still enjoys five-year-old uh, potty humor, then uh, I highly recommend you give that one a watch. It's a part of me. Shit, that's like ninety-five percent. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and you know, it's probably while gonna be a religious experience for you, Vince. <laughs> while we're on the subject of movies, uh, I'm not a movie-going guy. If um, chances are very good, if I if it's something that the kids will want to see, I'll go see it. But uh, to go to the, the 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 theater on my own and see a a, a movie, especially a, a genre related movie, few and far between, I don't really get a chance to go. So I'm making my way through this summer's blockbusters. Now, uh, a couple episodes back, I said I saw Iron Man, which was really very good. Mm-hmm. I saw something yesterday which I think was far better. Ooh, wow. Oh, the Incredible Hulk. No, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think if side by side, Hellboy 2 was far superior in every way. And and usually when you hear the, the, the comic-related movies uh, bandied about, you don't really hear too much of Hellboy 2. Is that just me or maybe I haven't been paying attention? Uh, I think it was pretty well received. Um, I thought it was I really, incredible. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. It, kind of, it kind of fell flat. This is everything the first one wasn't, plus a whole lot more. Uh, the tooth fairies were so cool, 
uh, the, just the troll market alone, that one sequence was enough to push oh, it yeah. way far ahead of Iron Man. I mean, Iron Man was really good, and I'm not comparing them because it's like when you get down to it, it's apples and origins. Oh. <laughs> apples and origins apples and oranges because uh, Hellboy's more of a fairy tale fable fantasy type film and naturally Iron Man is your sci-fi superhero film so they shouldn't really be compared but what a spectacle Oh, yeah. did you guys like it as much as I did? I haven't seen I it I'm going to get the DVD this week yeah. oh it's yeah. really good and I'll tell you the, um, the Elven twins uh, Luke Goss and his uh, supposed sister Anna Walton, oh, she's so hot. She is so freaking hot. And uh, her and Abe developed this kind of uh, infatuation with each other. Abe has yeah, but you, but good you friggin' saw, taste, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, but you saw the outcome of that from the beginning. Oh, were, yeah, sure. They were, they were flagging that the entire way. But no, I uh, actually have that coming on blue, Blu-ray, and I can't wait to watch it in in high def because of the market scene because there's so much shit going on in that scene they, that I just can't I can't wait to, to oh yeah they do a interview with uh, Del Toro and he walks you through the market there are sections that didn't even end up on film mm-hmm. and, and not just like okay this part's a closet there's like a, a huge oven and there's a another section that looked like it took weeks to build that he's just like well I didn't have enough time to get those on screen so here they are you know, nice. that's, that's crazy. But oh yeah, Hellboy Two was great. It was really, and uh, I had somebody at work mention the film, and, it, and it's like, well, how close is it to the comics? And I said, you know that whole um, uh, Liz Hellboy thing? Yeah, that's not in the comics. <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was uh, Josh from iFanboy. Whenever they first reviewed it, had the best description of that movie, and he said it was like a multi-million dollar fan fiction film. Yeah, it was great. It was, it, it it's, yeah, it's, it's a departure from the comics. It was, but you could tell that, that Del Toro just absolutely loved every second that he put into that. So, yeah, yeah. it was it was great. I love the Angel of Death's uh, sequence. That's really <laughs> freaking weird. Just bizarre. But, yeah, Hellboy oh, 2. That, that, that was all Del Toro. That was right out of Pan's Labyrinth. Stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the eyes on the on the wings and stuff. Yeah, they, you could tell that. But it, it meshes w- well with Mignola's universe. It meshes yeah. really well. So Yeah, but that was, you could tell, that was all Del Toro. That was, it was, I don't know, Mignola's stuff seems a little different. I mean, that was very, very Del Toro in, influence. You could tell that was definitely his stamp on the on the movie yeah there's one thing though one criticism i have about the hellboy movies and it's not so much in this one but it's really apparent in the first one it's too a lot there's a lot of sections that yes they're dark but it's too it's still too bright for hellboy Mm-hmm. There, there are parts of it that I wish they would have just like knocked it down another thirty or forty percent as far as the, the the lighting went because it's too. If you can see a lot of the stuff, it's too bright. I thought you were going to say too much Selma Blair because that's my problem with them. Oh, oh damn. no, she's all right. I, she's fine as Liz. Yeah, uh, maybe if she ate a burger every now and then. There we go. I just yeah. wish she was humping the fish <laughs> instead of the. <laughs> instead of the big red guy. Instead of the big red guy, yeah. Are you more of a fish, fish yeah. or son? I mean, I don't get that. Why do you? Well, why because you... I like Abe a lot better than yeah. Hellboy. Oh, personally. okay. Hey, yeah, he, Hellboy's great, but Abe's the, Abe's the man. He's the real brains behind Does, it. Does uh, David Hyde Pierce do the voice again? No. Or did uh, they, Bruce, they let Doug Jones do it? Doug Jones, yeah. yeah. I almost okay. said Bruce Jones. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of Bruce Jones, uh, he, he good old Bruce. You can always count on him to cancel a title. Which one did he? Which one did he kill this Check time? Me. Oh, that, that's been. The, uh, oh yeah, the, oh, yeah. The, there was yeah. an yeah. nail in the coffin as soon as Rucker left. Yeah, he's going he, down he the was, ship on. Uh, he's probably got. He's going for a record. <laughs> yeah, he was. I think he was the. He was the mop up crew on Second on Checkmate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I. I don't think they had any any intention of of carrying Checkmate on, but I, I don't. I don't even. I, I won't even read those last three issues that that Jones did. the The last Checkmate story for me is mm-hmm. Final Crisis uh, Resist. That was that was awesome. Yeah, I did, still didn't read that. Yeah, me either. Awesome. I meant it's, to read it tonight, but I didn't get around to it. You know, well, you know, I'm a I'm a Checkmate and Greg Rucka whore, so yeah. it's it's it's. Oh. Been my, yeah, it's been my it's been my favorite uh, Final Crisis tie-in so far. There you go. Well, didn't Bruce Jones write that failed OMAC series, or was that a mini series from the get-go? Didn't he write uh, that? Uh, I thought that was a mini. Oh, was it a mini? Wasn't that okay. one of the minis that led into? It, it, it spun out of Brave New World. I know that. Yeah, it, I think that. Yeah, because just like what was it? Uh, Villains United and uh, yeah, they were all meant and, to be. And yeah, they they, they were they were minis to lead into Infinite Crisis. Well, no, but I'm talking about the the lead outs that came with Brave New World. You had the Creeper was one of them. The Shadow Omac. Pact, Omac. Yeah, uh, there was another Blue team. Beetle. No, 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 no. Beetle wasn't a spinoff. Man, think so. was he Beetle. in that? You don't say it. I don't want. No, you will not. Don't say it. No, don't Maybe. say it. It's no, that's not news. It's non-news because it doesn't <laughs> exist and it's never going to happen. Don't say it. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about about it. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the news. Did 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 Dio, did Dan Didio uh, confirm that Blue Beetle's canceled? Mm, Why? How could you believe him? I'm not believing well, him. He's the editor in chief. It's a ploy. Editor. It's a cleverly conceived ploy to get numbers up. That's what's going to happen. People will say, hmm, you know what? I want to see how good this Blue Beetle is, and it'll go up to 20,000 copies, and everybody will be happy. <laughs> well, I guess I can, you, I guess we're doing the obituaries. Um, mm. I, I, more news to grumble about, from you know, for me anyway. Um, Robert Kirkman confirmed that Britt will be wrapping up with uh, yeah. issue 12, and I'm bummed about oh. that. I never I, read Britt. Love- yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's is it? Yeah, it's it's total it's total Kirkman verse. It's uh Brett is just a really fun character. He's uh, uh I don't know, I did a I did a comic shots article on it uh, several months back, but uh, yeah, cool. uh it's it's just a really fun series. And if you like Invincible, you should be reading Brett. And there were three I, I think three one shots and then and which make up Brit Volume One in trade, and then they started an ongoing, which will end up being twelve issues, and they're all fun. It's it's just really fun Kirkman style uh, superhero comics. Yeah, good stuff. I, I was getting caught up on my Invincible this weekend. I read uh, fifty two, fifty three, and fifty four, and it's really odd that that book is getting pulled because in the in the letters pages somebody will, will mention Brit and he's like yeah read Brit and loving this book having a good time writing it uh, it's one of my favorite things read it and now now it's gone mm-hmm. you know? well he hasn't actually been writing Brit he's been uh, there's, but there's one yeah there's one part where it come upcoming that he said I had a good time writing this I hope you like it as much as I did <laughs> buy it and then now it's not there it's yeah. odd you know yeah. well 
it's you know he'll he'll do other stuff and it's uh was it uh, uh brown brant brown I, I think is the guy that's uh that's writing it he's mm. he's good so I, i'm guilty of not reading that book too it's a fun book man yeah. do you are you keeping up on invincible or do you read that in trades I read it in trade oh man yeah i read yeah, it in one of those parts, guys so Oh uh, wow! <laughs> there, there's a there's a bad well, wind a blowing. Let me tell you, it's not going to end well. It's that collector mentality. I I got the first two deluxe hardcovers because I, I didn't read Invincible for a long, long while. So I got them really cheap on eBay together in a package deal. And then after I, you know, had the first two hardcovers, I said, "Well, I just got to keep reading in hardcover." So, yep. yep. I have been getting Buku deals on eBay lately. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I got eleven Gold Digger manga books. They, uh, Antarctic wrapped the, all the volume one, uh, gold digger in like a brick and sold it for X amount of dollars. Now, each one of these books go for nine ninety nine. Eleven of them in a brick. I got the whole damn thing, shipping included, for less than 30 bucks. That's crazy. That's Kudos less, to you. That's less than the price of three of them, you know? So, man, eBay's like the place to, to be these days. A lot of good buys on there. It's funny you say that because I, I find myself buying much less from eBay these days. Hmm. I feel like it used to be you could find, and it, probably because I'm looking to buy different things, but it used to be you could find you know, pretty decent back issues or complete runs for much cheaper than you can get them you know, at an online store or something. But I feel like eBay is so ubiquitous in the comics world now Ooh, that good pretty much everything, you know, every LCS has a presence, and so the prices are really normalized. So it's you know you can actually get cheaper comics. I think at least for the most part at, at cons or you know like I say like a Wild Pig or at right. mycomicshop.com. I mean I, at least for what I'm looking to get. But I'm glad right. you're finding stuff because for I, most things you yeah. can. And you turned me on to mycomicshop.com. That's my go-to place whenever I need something. But even mycomicshop.com doesn't have a complete selection of gold digger. The the print run on this comic is so freaking low. I would guess about m- less than 5,000 copies an issue. It's really low. Mm-hmm. And so if my comic shop doesn't have it, your best bet is eBay. Well, you'll and usually you'll see it in lots with other stuff, like maybe the a random issue thrown in with you know, maybe the Marvel Mangaverse books or just like like themed books. So I, I, I have to pick it up that way because nobody has any runs of this thing. Uh, in the long runs anyway. And it's great. You guys wouldn't like it, but I like it. So whatever. How, how do you know that we would? Oh, I know you wouldn't like it. It's very manga. Very, very much. Ma- Chris, no, right. you, 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 would, you would get three panels into it, and like it'd be like you looked into the face of the Medusa. You'd turn to stone. You'd be like, <laughs> uh, so no. It's not a, it's not a Neesman book. Not, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's all right. It's okay. Hey, that's why we're all here. We all got different tastes, and we congeal into this delicious little... Yeah, let's not think about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, kind of to echo Wood's sentiments on on eBay. I think just so many people, so many comic book fans know about eBay and and shop there heavily now. That uh, I was trying to pick up the JLA Avengers Absolute Edition, and uh, it was uh, it was about eh, about eight minutes before the auction ended on it, and it was sitting there at like fifty two bucks, and I was like, ooh. 
okay, because I've been looking for it for a while. And in like the last two minutes of the auction, it went from $52 to $90. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are just, you know, hawking, you know, stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's no secret that you can pick up comics there anymore. And that's unfortunately hard to get really good deals anymore. So, yeah, well, see, I'm a super sniper too. That's how I bid. I wait mm-hmm. until the last like 30 seconds and bid. Oh yeah. But but anyway, the thing that kills me about eBay is the Overstreet price guide is the biggest detriment to shopping on eBay that ever created. People think just because they have a copy of Spider-Man number 42 that automatically their finger slides over into the near mint or mint column. Exactly. No exactly. way, man. I, you look at some of these books, and they are not even good, and automatically they just say, well, you know mm-hmm. what? Here's the top end of this book. That's what this book is worth. No. Sure, yeah. uh-uh. Well, that, that, well there, there's your value for CGC and stuff. That's yep. that's exactly why CGC is is needed is whenever you're buying high end, you know, golden and, and silver age and even some bronze age stuff. I mean, there's, there's no question about the quality that you're getting there. Right. And, and I'm not a stickler for quality on newer stuff, but I, I have to agree with wood as far as the vintage key books. There's no mm-hmm. way I would buy them on eBay if they weren't graded at least by a professional. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, one thing we got to talk about before we get into the comic talk and it's unfortunately a downer, but maybe we can turn it into something that's not so depressing. You can uh, turn that frown upside down. That's right. Underground Comics legend S. Clay Wilson, mm. creator of the Checkered Demon and Captain Pissgums and hordes of profane pirates, uh, suffered a mysterious and severe brain injury earlier in the week. And uh, they don't know how. He was on his way home from a bar, and he was either mugged and beaten, or he had had too much and fell and hit his head. But he's in he's in really bad shape. Uh, so if you know if you even have the slightest interest in in uh, underground art and S. Clay Wilson, the guy's a pioneer. Just let's you know keep keep some good thoughts in your head for this guy because uh, we want him to pull out of it. And uh, his uh, partner, uh, Lorraine Chamberlain. Oddly enough, the woman who, in 1965, talk about conceptual continuity, was framed with Frank Zappa into creating a pornographic audio tape. They didn't want Frank. They didn't want Frank in this studio that he was uh, supposedly renting. So they they made this trumped up thing where they they had him record something, knowing full well that they were going to turn it around and, and arrest him for ver- doing the very same thing. And she was in on it with him. And he really didn't do anything wrong. But anyway, that's S. Clay Wilson's girlfriend. Talk about a small world. But um, as of, uh, I think she said as of th- two or three days ago, his condition has not improved. So keep good thoughts in your mind for S. Clay, S. Clay Wilson because the guy's like the Rembrandt of uh, Raunch. He's just mm-hmm. amazing. Have you ever seen any of his work? Can't say as I have. Oh, Checker Demon. Yeah. It's it's so profane, disgusting perverted the guy was a trailblazer well, well darn i'm just gonna have to run out and get that vince <laughs> no he was he was he was in zap comics with robert crumb robert crumb oh, took okay. took one look at his work and said this guy's a genius either that or he's he's a, a demon but he's a little bit of both s clay is he's awesome so uh yeah keep a a, a couple of good thoughts in your head for s clay wilson and somebody else too scott savidra right yeah uh, he's yeah. having um kidney problems kidneys yeah 
And we, we know Scott from It's Science with Dr. Dr. Radio. Radio there I you go. love that comic. So do we have a link on the, on the, in the forum to go to the Savidra uh, site, don't we? Yes, yes, sure in so. the, uh, it's in the thread that basically says that uh, Scott Savidra could, uh, could use your help. And you can see that thread by going to our forum at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Ding! So, there you go. <laughs> we have some unfinished business from last time. Who wants to talk about Justice League? Wait. Do no? You want to, yes, no, I'll, I'll talk about Justice League. But official business, do you want to mention the uh, holiday swap? Let Wood take it. We don't hear from him enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, who was it? Dr. Teeth, I think, Dr. right? Dr. Teeth, Our yeah, four. Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dr. Teeth pinged us, uh, the three of us, or four of us, and said, um, hey, guys, what do you think about doing a little Secret Santa gift exchange type of thing? Um, uh, and we also thought it was a great idea, so there is a uh, thread up in the forums as well. Um, and it pretty much, uh, if you want to partake, you just go ahead into that, that thread and sign up and tell us if you're willing to ship domestically or internationally or, or either. And I guess, I don't know, maybe it's updated, but I didn't see anything in terms of a value cap or whatever, but effectively it's um, putting together some kind of comic, whether it be you know trades or issues that you already have or you want to buy something specific and sending it to whoever you get assigned to. Once we, yeah. uh, I think we're cutting off signups, what, at the end of this week? Is that right? I believe wow. uh, Sunday, November 16th. So you have yeah, a week so, to sign up. Well, well, can we can we extend that? By the time that they hear this, yeah, I was going to say yeah. they, they only have two days, Sunday. so yeah. we're going to have to extend it a couple days. days. Okay, mm-hmm. and and just to clarify, it's you you don't have to go out and buy something from somebody. Right. You can have no. a, a stack of trades sitting in the corner gathering dust, and somebody's garbage is another person's gold. So you can and recycle it, them. It doesn't even have to be. No, it could be anything. Ex- right? It could be it could be a trade. It could be a game. It could be yep. it could be you know a, a DVD. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. And but there is one stipulation though you do have to be a member of our forum. So please, I mean, even if you're you've been considering it, uh, looking at the numbers of of downloads, there's far more people that listen to the show that are members of the forum. So it's not going to hurt. We're not going to post pic- nude pictures of David. You know, you won't be traumatized. Come to our forum to sign up and we'll have a good time. Right, David? Here, here. Peace, baby. <laughs> He's I am, I, I am persona non grata. Don't worry about it. You can you can sign on and ignore my post, just like everybody else who's been there for years. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Well, at least they're not they're not jumping on you and, and tearing your throat out every time you say something. Oh my god! Well, that's I've fine. Been, I've been getting gang banged lately. At least I know that they're freaking Reddit. Of course, I do like ah. to get gang banged though. So it's what's the Italian in you and the Italians right. in you. All right, it's in you. So right. yeah. The the uh, eleven o'clock. What's it called? Holiday. Eleven o'clock comics. Marvel noise. Holiday gift exchange. Oh, is that Marvel noise too? That's so probably what's. Yeah, it's probably yeah. what's turning everybody off from it. No, no, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Come on over and, and get into it. So JLA, we all read it. Yes, it better be, especially with the upcoming milestone characters coming in. Oh Hell yeah. yeah, you know, and and Chris is automatically knows what I'm going to say. The Shared consciousness aspect of the um, last storyline with Anansi, with uh-huh. the the universal archetypes, and they were so powerful and pervasive that they made him interject, uh, insert those themselves into the stories. That's it's like he was writing it for me. 
the the issue twenty six, which I thought could have been longer. Did anyone else get that feeling? I wanted yes. to see those characters more. And, and oh, then it, I think yeah. it ended too soon. It did, especially with twenty five being the double sized issue, and that was basically just the t- and the Derek Robertson pages. That that scene with Ivo was like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, kind of. It was like, oh, here's Zatanna, and here's Batman smirking, and then here's 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 Reddy telling Batman, "Tell Canary, I'm not coming back for a while." But and now here's Ivo because it's a it's a robot, so Batman was just tricking you. And here's it, and it's just like it's like it was like three, four, five pages, and it's like that. That's it. And then we get to see Shane Davis draw, you know, Hawkgirl's torso, you know, so we get to see her belly. I mean, it's just some of these pages in 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 this in, in the issue is just I scratching my head at some of. There were more close-ups on various body parts, Black Lightning's chin, Kendra's belly, and in 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 his pages. But I mean, we're going way beyond that. But yes, twenty-six should have been longer. Yeah, well, I'd see, I, I got twenty-five out because honestly, I didn't. Uh, I'm not re- recalling a lot of what you're talking about, but. There's a lot of high caliber talent in this in this one issue. Yes. And I know we like to disagree on certain things. I think Bennis is coming into his own on, on Justice League. Oh, I, I like it, Bennis. Yeah. I, I would I, like I, I wanna I really want them to kind of get going with some stuff though. I feel like JLA is is it it's been lacking some direction. For, for a little while now since the since the reboot so i don't know maybe it's just me but well, it's, it, it's like they haven't hit all the cylinders yet well, yeah i think i see that for in, in my opinion i think they're hitting the cylinders now i think the Meltzer stuff was like a uh he was shooting blanks from the beginning and and then when ben when uh mcduffie came on that's when it when it really started to uh the tires start to grip the road. Well, I think, they- yeah, they, they they did because he came in with the wedding plan or special, and 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 he start and he hit the Just- ground running, yeah. and then yes, and the injustice league. But then who, who was it? Alan Burnett or I mean, I, I didn't read all those issues, so I think I I think there might have been some. Uh, there might have been a wall hit or, or he kind of just kind of got off course and it looks like he's trying to steer the ship back on course. And nice. these, this arc was, I guess, Bennis, Bennis likes the ass shots. He's, he's, he's a talented artist. I wish he had an inker and, and that's, and that's not because praise inkers. It's just because sometimes, and, and Garney is like this. There are some artists, burn is like this, that when they ink their own work, they're either thick or they get a little muddy or, or sloppy or things just look a little – I mean, I, there are some panels that I look at it, it looks as though like his, his ink brush was a little gunked up. And, and if you don't ink your own stuff, then you're giving someone else a chance to clean up, embellish it, and, and, and work with you. And, and if you're going to ink your own stuff, you're either going to take shortcuts or do things that you think – looks great but then it gets to the printed page and and it's just it's it's not as as tight as it could be mm-hmm. yeah. well i've talked about this before i think ed bennis um the only issue i have with him and i agree i actually like his stuff for the most part too but the issue i have with him and i know this happens for lots of artists and i can already hear mike norton and other artists before i say it screaming at the <laughs> at their podcast but um I, I i'm sorry but some i'm sure lots of artists have people chip in and help them finish pages and stuff but with mm-hmm. bennis on jla some of the pages are so obviously not his 
and I know he's got a whole team of people. I know his, you know, his wife helps him do, you know, and he's got a, a whole uh, group of, of other people that are kind of part of his studio. Um, you know, if you go to their, you know, his site that sells original art, you can see the list of the guys and they're all basically ape him. Um, and some of them sometimes are credited as anchors, other times not. But it's it's just that's kind of what bothers me is is I feel like he's got quite a, a hefty team of people that ape him and they don't do as good a job as he does. And, and I think his style is so you know, imagey, if you will. I mean, it's good, but it's it's th- that I think when people try and ape him, it goes from being pretty good to not so good in the same book. So, at least for me, I, I mean, and again, maybe I'm imagining it, but but it just of all the books I read and the artists that sort of have cachet, I feel like Bennis is is one that that needs to if he's going to have people ghosting for him, he he needs to, to get him trained up a little bit better. Wow. See, I see Bennis, and you know, I'm a really I'm really tough on a lot of pencilers who got their start in that imagey kind of mm-hmm. uh, pinup style. We just, at, I, I'm, I'm tough. Classification. Yeah, and and <laughs> I'll Churchill tell you, and Bennis has has gone from how can I insert as many ass shots into this as possible to how can I insert the ass shots and tell the story as well as possible. I think the kid, uh, well, he's probably not a kid anymore, but I think he's actually trying and succeeding as far as I'm concerned to actually tell a story. Whereas b- back in the day, yeah, it was all about the, 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 the three finger gap and the, and the boobies, which is not bad, but you know, there is a story going on. I mean, on, 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 on three finger gap, the, that little, that, Spot where everybody just loves that little spot. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> any, I'm trying Good to steer Lord. it back. Um, on on the cover of twenty two, we got we got Diana's chest right there in the lower right hand corner. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that though. He draws a beautiful woman, don't you think? No. Hell yes. yes. I think I think his vixen is hot. Oh, I, I you know. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. and she like- she she just doesn't do it for me. Really, I love no, the short she hair. Doesn't. I love that no. he did. I love it's it's the JLU cartoon version of her. I love that. Yeah, Vixen. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, I, She's a model, dude. I know, She's but pass. She doesn't. She doesn't do anything for me. All right, all right, all right. It doesn't matter. Who cares, right? All right but about the story. That's right. We have so so this whole thing is basically basically Vixen's story. It starts off. You think it's all about Red Tornado, right? But uh, he kind of flips the switch on you there, and uh, and makes it all about Vixen. And and I think I do think the the last issue, um, I really really liked the not an Elseworlds aspect of it. I dug Paladin. Yeah. I loved the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I always I get a bigger kick out of seeing alternate reality Wonder Woman costumes than the standard Diana. Red, yellow, red, gold, and, and blue with the white stars and, and the, the bracelets that can change shape any day of the week. And I just I liked this version of the Wonder Woman in issue twenty six. And uh, all the characters were cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I and and especially the the scene between uh, Jim Gordon and and Paladin oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I I I I, I thought the. Uh, the one scene early on in the uh, in the storyline where uh, where you could almost you could imagine this conversation happening between Hal and Cal 
and Roy, where you're talking about Roy's relationship with Kendra and how, you know, you two are acting this way because she's the one for you and, and, and Hal wasn't buying it. And then he explained that, well, you know, it was a different girl for you every night until Carol came along. And, and you know, these are just the little things that, that I think McDuffie does so very – and I don't want to say – I don't think Meltzer could do that. I mean he was great with Archer's Quest and Green Arrow. But McDuffie just has his finger on the pulse of these characters and I just want to see him write this book for a very, very long time. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. The, the best part of the whole entire arc for me was the uh, – bravura and the the just the boast the boastfulness i guess what's the word that 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 anansi had oh these are my characters arrogance yes these are my characters this is my story yes i i determine what happened you guys are just players i can change the story whenever i want there was he was the least person in control through the whole thing, once those those archetypes came into play, they determined where the story went, not him. So, in in effect, the JLA just defeated a god, and they really didn't really have to do anything. They just were themselves. They just had to be themselves. Yeah, it's an awesome story. That that see, and and you could enjoy this on a kick-ass level with issue twenty-six. You had a a. a a bunch of nice fight scenes, everything that the JLA should be, you know, but you had this, this deeper underlying, um, meta almost textual story that it was, it, it, it was works. like an onion. It was, it was, it like was an, an ogre. It was an ogre. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing that bothered me about 26, you introduced this cool character of Paladin. It's like showing us full frontal nudity and then taking it away. Never to see it again, you know? I want to see Paladin. But then I, but well, then I go back to issue 25 and I look at the beautiful Doug Mackey and Christian Alamey artwork. Reach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doug Mankey was great. Yes. He did a good job. Well, he always does a good job. I, I really like this double page spread of all the heroes going ape shit in 26 with the Wonder Woman in the foreground. That's really nice. Bennis did a great job on that. Mm-hmm. Love, yes. Yeah, I love Bennis's Batman. He's a rugged, kind of handsome dude. I think he draws a great Batman. And how? Well, you like it when he's drawing Tim Drake as Batman, though. Uh, who knows where that's going to go? I, 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 I'm not. You know what? I'm trying to stay out of that. Be, oh, yeah. and, and and I'm 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 really going above and beyond to, to to not click on threads with that because I don't. Number one, I don't want to hear it from anybody other than the source. Right. I, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. And you know, you can have as many guesses as you want. You're probably not going to second guess Morrison. Oh, there's a lot of people that second guess Morrison, but I'm gonna what the last last issue comes out next week is that the conclusion to R.I.P. Yeah, the double sized uh, yeah. final issue. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, read all of the at least all the Batman stuff. The how many is it? Six issues is what it's gonna end up being. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna read them all and and uh, see what I think. So. First, uh, you have to be happy at the news that uh, Greg Rucka is going to be back in the Batverse after Battle for the Cal is over. Oh, is he? I've I've been kind of unplugged <laughs> the last couple of days. Seriously, I'm coming to you guys. Yeah, for yeah. The news. The Dio, what's, uh, what's the Dio did a 20 questions on Newsarama, uh, and 
Well, he confirmed that uh, that one of the questions was, "What's up with Greg Rucka? You know, what's he? What's he gonna? What do you guys got planned for him, if anything?" And he said, uh, "Rucka returns to the Batman family post battle for the cowl." So, but okay. he wouldn't go, he wouldn't go beyond that. But he said he it sounds like he's going to be doing something, probably one of the you know the new titles that they're going to relaunch in the face of uh, rebranding the Batverse. So he'll be right in Birds of Prey. <laughs> well, I don't think there's going to be a Birds of Prey, right? But I think there's going to be a oh, they'll, I mean they'll there'll be a, a Robin and there'll be a Nightwing. You figure eventually they'll yeah. they'll bring those they'll bring those books back. But I mean he's actually been he's been doing a lot of the. What are the tie-in stuff with Final Crisis? He's in between uh, what the uh, the five books of blood, and then uh, so he did the Crime Bible series, and then he's doing the um, um, what's the Final Crisis mini series? The oh, help me out here, um, Revelation. Resist. Yes. Yes. Revelation. Yeah. Revelation, which is a five issue, and then Resist. So yeah, it's not like he's been you know disappeared from DC. For, and I know he's um, uh, Stumptown is supposed to be coming out from from Oni real soon, which looks great. It's uh, just kind of a uh, old school PI uh, book, and um, yeah, it looks really nice. So, hmm. so we'll see. Can we keep it in the Bat Universe for a couple minutes? Do it. And you guys read Joker, Azarello and Bermijo's Oh my cover. God! No. Um, did you best, read it, Chris? Maybe the best thing I've read this year. I was Wasn't abso- it awesome? Wow, absolute, really? Ab- yeah. Absolutely well, this fucking month. blown away. This month is the best thing he's read all year. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good. That's it's just really good. He, uh, again. again, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or no, well, or, or resist, finally. Or the well, Queen of Country oh, Archive leave, 3. Will you leave Chris alone? <laughs> leave him alone. It's fucking awesome. Yes, it, it is. is. Chris, let's set it up for them. The Joker has been in Arkham. For how long, we don't know, but he's convinced the uh, advisory board or whoever determines the sanity of the people in Arkham that he is rehabilitated. Number one, you have to suspend your disbelief that that could actually happen because I don't see any way in hell that the Joker could ever get out of Arkham, but he has convinced them that he's okay. He's fine, and they let him out, and now he's got a lot of reclaiming to do. All his, his territory has been pieced up and... And, and separated, and all these guys came in like like scavengers to pick the bones of his empire, and he's got to have that respect back. He's got to get his 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 mojo working again. That's the entire book. Uh, it's a character. Well, it's a character study of the Joker as seen by one of his yes. um, troop, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Johnny Frost. Johnny Johnny. Okay. Now I heard and he's he, drawn. There was I guess some internet consternation over the fact that he was drawn to look like the Dark Knight. It, Usually, it's, I don't. I haven't seen it, so I can't say. It is he, yeah. very, very Batman: The Dark Knight influence. You could feel that, but mm-hmm. you know, it. I mean, that's kind of a chicken and the egg thing in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah, vis- visually, it it pulls from the Heath Ledger depiction of the character a lot. But Azarillo has always had this this vision of the Bats Rogues that. Mm-hmm. That fits what he's doing in Joker. Um, the the Rogues Gallery for Batman was never a collection of super powered, um, big, crazy badasses. They're they're freaks, and mm-hmm. it, you saw that if you read Azarello's Broken City, 
run on Batman. That was great. It was, it, yeah, and it, that is his vision of those characters, is that they're all batshit crazy, and mm-hmm. that's what we get Which in this. Sense. Yeah, it's, I, you know, Kill, Killer Croc is not this creature that's part crocodile, part man. He's no. just a big, big, badass motherfucker with a skin problem. Right, right. The thing about um, the Joker, and Johnny Frost summed it up amazingly well in the one section where he said the Joker's moods are like the weather. He could be calm and, and serene one moment, one moment, and a split second later, he can come on you like a, well, I don't want to say that, come on hey you. Now. He could explode like a tsunami. And there's one part hey in the book now. where, no, really, the, 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 there's a section in the book where they're all sitting in a bar and, and, and some of Croc's guys are getting all up in his face like, fuck this, you know what I mean? This guy's having an episode. And Joker's like, come here, have a drink. Come here, come here, come here. Come to the bar, have a drink. And the guy comes over to the bar and the Joker smashes the bottle on the, on the, on the bar and digs it into the guy's neck. And you can see him twisting the glass into the guy's neck. And the guy's like fucking dying. And there's blood shooting everywhere. And Joker's like, oh well, okay. Now let's talk. And it's just like, he goes from zero to 360 back down to zero. It's like, holy mm-hmm. crap. Vince needs to see that, the, uh, the, the pencil scene from The Dark Knight. Vince needs to see that. I was oh, going to yeah. say, it's, it's exactly what I was thinking of as Vincent yeah. describing. Yeah. It's, and, it's very similar to that. And, and I tell you, anyone, any of your friends out there that love the Dark Knight movie and you think they might, you know, be open to reading a comic, this is almost a continuation of the movie. It, it could yeah. work very easily as a continuation. I, I'm excited to hear you guys say that because I didn't order this. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, oh, that's I, awesome! <laughs> I knew, awesome. I, I, I knew, I, I, I adore Azarello, and and Bermejo freaks me the hell out. No matter what he's drawn, he could be drawn Thor, he could be drawn something from Global Frequency. His artwork always freaks me out in a good way. And because it's Joker and Batman universe, I definitely want to get it so Renee can read it. But it's, uh, it wasn't something that I felt like I need to get right now. But oh, it's, it's geez. definitely now something that I will be. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be around for a while. This yeah. is going to have some. It's going to have some legs on it. It, it might be uh, an evergreen Batman product What's, that's that's going to be around for. A, that's a what bit. I was going to say. Because of the the makeup of the Joker, it's real easy to write a good Joker story. Yeah, how how could it's really, you not? It's, re, it's really but easy it's to very, write a shitty one too. Well, no, but it's yeah. very difficult to write a great Joker story. Yeah, and and I think that's what this is. This is a great Joker Joker tale. Well, and, you know, just, just and, and you had touched on it with it being the the it's really told from the viewpoint of one of the Joker's um, henchmen, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty brilliant. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Bermijo's work, he he blows me away every time. His his shadow areas are like these little cubist nightmares, where he goes in and he'll just slice the detail apart, throw it all together, rearrange it in these the the jagged edged ragged their wounds. His shadows look like wounds, and and like this is so appropriate for a work like this because it's all about the shadows, the depths of the Joker's psychosis is. Some of this book was really—I'm not kidding you—it's very disturbing. I can't yeah. wait. And the the thing that disturbed me 
the most wasn't so much the Joker, but Harley. Oh, dude, uh, Harley's the, in it? Yeah, well, but she, and uh, she doesn't say a word throughout the whole thing. Yeah, she, now I gotta get it. The, 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 but the thing is, when you take Harley out of the animated universe and put her into the, 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 the DCU proper, it's a difficult thing to do because Harley's a cartoon. The, the, with the big hammer and the gun and the, she, she is the, the, the Warner Brother aspect of, of the, the Batman rogues, but you stick her in a book like this. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> she, she strips in front of the Joker's men. She does a strip tease. Stop. And no, 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 listen. She, she does a strip tease and there's one part where she kind of sort of seduces this double crossing Joker, uh, agent backstage and he thinks he's going to get some. He gets some, but it's not what he uh, no. anticipated. It's very fucking disturbing. And <sighs> and through the and through the whole thing, she doesn't. I think she cracks a smile at the end. She deadpans it. Just ugh. well, that that's actually one of the things uh, you you had talked about at the beginning about. There's no way that he could have been wet out of out of Arkham. Is that still Doctor Quinzel? Could she have been the one that paroled him? Hmm, could be. Could, could be. be. You don't Maybe. you don't know. Yeah, uh, and uh, the, another thing about the art is that it'll go from Bermijo's pencils will go from razor sharp blacks in one panel, and then automatic, uh, very subtly changes to f- like pencil renderings in the next panel, where the the, the uh, usually to pinpoint like a very disturbing or violent. Uh, action within the, the the page, like something will explode, and you'll see this beautifully rendered explosion, and then it goes back to the the stark blacks and whites of his 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 uh, inked work. It's two nuts. Two, di- two different inkers on that book, I believe. Yeah, Mick Gray. Mm-hmm. And okay. no, there's one inker. Okay, Mick I Gray. thought it was and and Bermijo inked some of his own stuff. Ah, okay, there you go. There you go. I would think, okay. yeah, uh, Patricia Mulhill, Mulville Hill, Mulville, Did, yeah. Yeah, did the did the colors and Robert Clark did the letters. It's insane. In the cover, that smile. I would assume that that's the one image a lot of unfortunate members of the DCU see before they die. This is a psychotic, friggin' insane. Well, yeah. insane Joker is redundant, but this. I mean, it's 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 on display in this book. He is just fucked up. And you know, the I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the page count on it. Uh, one twenty eight, I think. One twenty four. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's so it's it's like getting five point something issues, you know. For how much? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. So you so yeah. you can get it I think in stock for mm-hmm. you know, twelve bucks, something like that. And it's oh god, is it worth it for twelve dollars? That's a hardcover. It's yeah, it's gorgeous. And uh, I almost uh, I almost got through the entire book and I was like, you know what? There's not gonna be a Batman sighting in I, I said the same thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah uh, the the bat does show up, but it's He's not a part of the story. It's not not mm-hmm. a huge, but he has the best. He has the best line in the book. Uh, yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> and how about the? Line. Did you like the cover stock? See here, here we go into the in the printer's mode. Yeah, I yeah, thought the cover it. stock was awesome. It's got a real nice tooth to it. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I thought the the production of the whole book was was yep. top notch. It, it um, I mean, that's definitely it's a book market book. And oh, that, yeah. that thing that thing is gonna that thing's gonna kill at. Uh, at the bookstores. So. Now, did, did you notice that he doesn't call the penguin Oswald? He calls him Abner. Yeah, 
through the whole book he calls him Abner. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think that's a, a screw up on um Azarello's part. I think that's the Joker tweaking the penguin. Oh, absolutely. A, a, as if to say you're so far beneath my notice. I can't even get your friggin' name right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. he's he fucks with everyone in that book. <laughs> Almost literally in one slap. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That's uh, what she was worth. Uh, <laughs> Man, yeah. So, so guys, definitely go pick up the Joker. It's, you gotta uh, get it. It's yeah. nasty, nasty, awesome. nasty. I'm glad. I'm. I'm, I'm glad. Trish is uh, the colorist on it. She seems to be because she's doing the colors for 100 Bullets. And since Chris opened the door to uh, to Broken City, that is, there are many reasons why that is one of my favorite Batman tales. But really, yes. But the the big one is that when when I, Bob Shrek might have still been the editor at the time, but after Hush, when they wanted someone to take over the title, um, and they went to Azarello, Azarello said, I'll do it, but because I won't be able to do 100 bullets at the same time. Rizzo's coming with me. Everybody came with him. Clem Robbins did the colors. He had the whole 100 bullets team. That Dave Johnson did the covers. He had the whole 100 bullets team on him for those six issues because they, without 100 bullets, they wouldn't have gotten paid. So oh. he, he took them to Batman. And so everybody still got, you know, still made sure that they got, they got work to do. So that is, that is a, it's, I mean, I just, I, the rogues that were introduced or the villains that were introduced in that, and 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 Riso's version of of Batman, long years or not, I I I just I love that, and his artwork stuns me to begin with. But it's, it is, it's just it's 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 a cool tale, and I know it gets knocked around because it's Azarello or it's 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 you know Riso, and and it's after Hush, which you know looks so different, and I don't I don't care. It's a great Batman tale. I could give a fuck if anyone knocks Broken City because they're they're stupid. <laughs> they're very short sighted. All right. No, no, they're stupid. I'm I'm just saying it. Knock it. Go on to the forums. Call me out. If you're knocking on Broken City, I I I don't care for your opinion. So. <laughs> All right. This is Daryl from the. Why is Warren Ellis and Marvel trying to rip people off? Three ninety nine for a book that you only get eight pages of story. What kind of bullshit is that? What is Marvel doing? We got Obama in president. We got a Bush out. I want Casada out. Casada needs to be deposed. <laughs> Fuck it. And I also want to say this to again. I'm loving Peter Tomasi's writing. I just read the trade of Black Adam Mini after World War Three, and it was some of the best and most beautiful art by Doug Mankey. Read that book. Tomasi, he got something there. He, he can do this. Later. Fuck it. I just read that stupid-ass uh, Captain America Chosen. Ain't no, it's beautiful art. It's some beautiful art, but Mitch... Breitheiser, I think his name is. But there wasn't no fucking Captain America in that story. It was bullshit. It was about being the Captain America and all of us. It was bullshit. Tell me Cap ain't gonna be in it, and I won't fucking read it. Or buy it. Motherfuckers. Damn.
Casada out in 2009. Mr. Wood, we have heard very little from you tonight. Tell us what you're reading, because I love to hear that baritone. Come on. You haven't heard a lot from me tonight because I haven't been reading much this week, so I've just been kind of uh, listening to you chaps. Um, it's just one of those weeks I, I thought, oh, I'm going to go home tonight and read an assload of comics before we record, and I, I just didn't get a chance to. So uh, let me think here. What have I been reading? Uh, I'm trying to – it tells you – whatever I have been reading hasn't left much of a mark in my mind, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, the, see, we got spoiled because we got two issues of Deadpool in a month. And now it seems yep. like we're, yep. we're missing a month for the fourth issue to come oh, out. But you, you did remind me of something I wanted to say, though. Um, speaking of Deadpool, so last week uh, we got the awesome news from Chris that Mr. Jeff Lemire did us each a beautiful colored uh, sketch. Uh, and, of course, mine was Deadpool, and, and that was superb. Uh, then this week, I, I you know, pretty rough week, as you alluded to, Vince. Uh, come home okay. the other day, and I have a little package waiting for me. And uh, don't know what it is because I hadn't ordered anything. Uh, open it up, and who is it from? But no, none other than Mr. Awesome Sauce, Pat Loika. Yep. And Mr. Loika uh, sent me a uh, a full color, um, beautiful illustration of my two favorite Marvel characters, Wolverine and Deadpool, posing together. So uh, I will scan that in and put it on our forms. But just wanted to give a huge thanks to Pat for that. It was uh, it's it's gorgeous and. Uh, and uh, definitely brightened up uh, an otherwise crappy day the other day. So much love cool. to Pat for that. Yeah, I got to give Pat a little thanks too. I got a I got a package from him today too. So nice. thank you, Pat. Yeah. Oh. Now it wasn't a drawing though. He just he it was a disc. It was so. his package. Oh. I, my mailbox is not that big. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Big old pat package in your mailbox, yummy. But anyway, oy, oy, oy. yeah. Um, what? You, well, I guess we got to pick up the slack from Mr. Wood. Okay, who's I read basically some, taking I up space. There yeah, was pretty much <laughs> taking up space. Did you? Uh, mm-hmm. Go, David. Ex Machina. Oh, mm-hmm. I I jumped ship on that a long time ago. So anything hey. you say is going to be news to me. Let me hear it. Well, it may not be because I don't know when you jump ship. I just recently finished the second trade, so I've only read up to the first ten issues. Uh, you've read more than me. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? It, I love it. I just lost track of it. Like, um, like as with fables, I, I kept up on fables until the third trade, and then I just. Lost track of it up until about issue seventy, and I jump back on. That's how I do it. I I I run hot and cold with things, and I uh, eventually realize that damn, that was a great book. So then I go back and buy them. Mm-hmm. So it will happen with Ex Machina. So you're the second trade. God, I'm trying to even think what was going on back then. Uh, the second trade is titled Tag, where they found oh, yeah. a shard that, or the shard that uh, that he picked up. When the explosion under the bridge turned him into what he is, the great machine, um, that was handed off to someone for, at the NSA. And it turns out that uh, kind of makes people go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and they have the graffiti art in the subway, or well, basically the tag, and that, uh, and that, that, that really messes with your head. But I, I, um, I, don't, I, I don't know if I can – I've never been the biggest – Tony Harris fan. Um, I, I like some of what I've seen from Starman, but I, and I know that that's Starman is, is pre 
ex machina, so his art has changed somewhat. It may have gotten a little may have gotten a little realistic as far as his models go and, and, and the way things work. But at least at least you can still tell that even if he doesn't have a three quarter shot of someone that is the same person that he had with a profile and a side profile and I mean his his art he's 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 a great artist. Um his art isn't as uh stiff or as flat as as I may have expected it to be. I I haven't I've read Runaways, I read Pride of Baghdad, I think I only read the first trade of Why the Last Man, which didn't do a lot for me. Um but I think with this I have become a much bigger Brian K. Vaughn fan, even more so than when I just only read the first three runaway hardcovers. I like the character. I, I want to find out more about this. I think I like it because it's not so superhero-y. It's, it's, you know, he's, he's the mayor of New York City, and it's a different New York City because only one tower fell because of him. And, uh, and I like his supporting cast. I like the other people that work at Gracie Mansion with him. So I definitely want to see where it goes from uh, after the second trade. But I, I, I do like it. Yeah, it's good. It, um, I'd say it's, it's even steered maybe even too far away from the uh, from the, the alien technology and his origin and even his powers. It really is a book about local government now. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's just really kind of deals with with his job as the mayor almost to a point where it'll yeah it i'm i'm kind of ready for something to happen at this point the book is yeah it's really it's it's really hit kind of a i don't want to say that's got yeah yeah big lull and i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of ready for something to um, a big revelation because they don't have that much time left on that book. It's it's getting ready to wrap up, so I'd like oh, to is? see them. Um, I believe so because I think okay. Tony Harris has signed on to a different project coming up here pretty mm. soon. And uh, I, I think I think uh, uh, Brian K. Vaughn has talked about. I don't know if they gave an exact last issue, but yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be around that much longer. So yeah, I just read the uh, the. the the hardcover that they put out uh, what a couple months ago. So I don't I don't know how many trades worth that was. If that's two or three trades, but um, I enjoyed it. But I guess I'm pretty disappointed if if it if it gets away from that because I thought the most intriguing part of the story was the idea of the alien technology and it was kind of a little evocative of uh, I know Vincel his ears are perk up here. It reminded me a little bit of the when the X-Files was, was doing some of that cool stuff, which obviously yeah. kind of got away from as the series went on and whatnot. But it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit, like they could really kind of take that in some cool places. But, uh, but And, and the, like- this this may sound like Midwestern sour grapes, but it really it really does kind of turn into a, a Vaughn's love letter to New York. It's very, <laughs> it's very much a New Yorker's book. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's I mean that's the the references and, and places and just the the politics. It's it's very much a New Yorker's book, and that's that's okay. But you know, it's yeah, I, I kind of want to see you know someone get shot with a laser beam here pretty soon. I read a lot of books this weekend. I, I won't bore you with the details because I know you're not digging on them. But I read the Transformers Stormbringer trade. By mm-hmm. Simon Furman and um, Don Figueroa, 
I'll tell you, I, I I haven't read any of the IDW Transformers books that have anything at all to do with the movie franchise, just the 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 toy franchise. They have yet to do anything wrong, as far as I'm concerned. They they have taken the Transformers franchise to unparalleled heights of creativity. This stuff is fantastic. So I, I'm you know it's I know it's a hard sell with you guys, but Pat reads it. So come on. If the awesome sauce reads it, it's got to be good. Um, in, in, in this trade, it's the, uh, Autobots and the Decepticons have to join forces to a certain extent to defeat this insane entity called Thunderwing. And that's all you need to know. It's, uh, Don Figueroa does things with robots that I would never have thought possible. He makes them almost gestural. They're really nicely drawn. It's a great, a great book. And, uh, across the board, IDW's Transformers books are all really fantastic. We have, we'd like to talk a lot about All Hail Megatron on the forum because it's. Yes, you do. The, sh- the, the shizzle. And, uh, Transformers Spotlight is a series of books that are seemingly not connected, like one issue of Spotlight Blur, next issue of Spotlight, say, uh, Galvatron. But there's a, a narrative that trails through all the books that coalesces if you really, you know, take the time to to look for it. So another great series. IDW is going, you know, doing good stuff. And with the G.I. Joe books, it's only going to get better. How long until we see Transformers meets G.I. Joe again? Only done well, not like the devils do. Mm-hmm. Not not devils do. Uh, the Dreamwave one was kind of lousy. So I'm I'm I mean I expect good things out of of IDW. I, I hope they I hope they keep their chocolate and peanut butter separate for a little bit. Oh, you mean the, with the GI Joe? <laughs> good point. Yeah, no, let them. Yeah, that's a good idea. But you know it's inevitable if if IDW is doing both of them. Yeah. The 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 fan base. Is is huge. We that. were uh, we were talking about this. Uh, Sal and I were talking about this at work uh, here in the last few days. IDW and Avatar are both for real. I mean, both of those companies are doing some outstanding stuff right now, and you know, it's those are those are two companies that that I never really paid that much attention to until a couple years ago. But if you yeah. haven't checked out IDW. Or Avatar, you might want to because they're putting out some really, really good stuff right now. Look at Avatar; they they can boast the greatest writer in the history of comics, and that's a pretty mm-hmm. subjective term. But I know Garth uh, Ennis is. Oh, I can't. <laughs> no, Alan um, Moore. Come on. Yep. Not yeah, one a, one a, month a, with two Alan Moore books coming out. Alan Moore. Uh, Warren Ellis, Garth Ennis, or Warren Ellis, Garth Ennis, um, and uh, gosh, there's one other I thought that uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, but yeah, I mean they're they're bringing in some major major top tier talent, and the mm-hmm. the art at in all those Avatar books is it's pretty top notch. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm been blown away by them, but yeah, IDW is is doing some great stuff as well, so. Um, Got it's, caught up on Gravel, too, over the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great book. Great book. Combat Magician. There you go. Uh, and like like you said, the art is really, really, really top-notch. And I don't did, know who did it, so I'm going to cut that part out. Did you, uh, did, you pick up, uh, did you pick up Etheric Mechanics? I think that's how you say it. It's, no, uh, I have it on... on uh, Tom showed yeah. that to me uh, last Friday. And, oh, my God, is it beautiful. 
it's yeah. So that's that's another uh, yeah another Warren Ellis book at uh, Avatar. You might want to check out you know, alternate alternate reality history book. So Warren Ellis's Avatar work makes up for his annoying Twitter messages. <laughs> because uh, you know you you got to give the guy a little bit of leeway when he writes that well but sometimes the twitter things that come across you know good morning slaves blah 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 it's just like oh man yeah. why am i why am i reading this mm-hmm. i don't follow him on twitter i get his i get his uh, uh bad, bad signal, bad signal yeah. and that's that's enough for me have you guys read freak angels yet of course on online i haven't i, online, I haven't yeah. uh, haven't ordered the uh, the hardcover yet have it would have you been reading Freak Angels? No, I haven't, and and you guys talked about it on AC. I, I I thought it was an interesting conversation, especially relative to the business model part of it. But no, I have not. In fact, to be honest with you, until you mentioned Freak Angels, I think here at, at on the show last week, I, I had never even heard of it. So I I was woefully unaware of it even existing on on the line, on internet. So no, check it out online. I finished the I finished the trade and mm-hmm. I. I have fallen in love with this book. It yeah, is really, really? It is, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. And I like the they, art. Paul, Paul, Paul Duffield does some great work. Yeah, consider, they did print it in color, right? Oh yeah, it's in color. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. And is it freakangels.com or where do you go to find it? Uh, is it White Chapel? dot com, and then if you look over on the sidebar, there's a uh, a widget that'll take you to it. All right, look at you. Oh, look at that. Yeah, been his own little no, site there. It's a lot easier than just, you know. Episode yeah. 34 is the latest, but they're all available. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in regards to the art, it's it's especially good considering that they've uh, constricted or restricted the um, uh, the page layout to four-panel grid. And yes. And the entire book is done in, in four-panel grid. And um, I didn't mind. I I no. thought it read very very well. Um, it's very clean too. Mm-hmm. In yep. in uh, uh, comparison to the gravel stuff and the yeah. the, the no hero like uh, yes, you know they they can get a little it's not all over, ripped out. overly detail right overly detailed that hyper detail but uh, Freak Angels looks very clean. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah, it's um I, I've never been a huge fan of the Lunar Brothers. Um, this is kind of what I would like the Lunar Brothers to to, to look like. I was, you know, because I like the, you know, the the. It's almost all what even line widths and and um, you know real muted color palette kind of thing. But uh, yeah, there's that like extra layer of depth that the Lunar Brothers I think intentionally don't put into their art. Their art's very flat looking. But uh, no, I I I like the the look of Freak Angels. It's a uh, uh, it's it's a neat book. I, I really really dug it. They in a very very small amount of time, Ellis built a very convincing world. So. Mm. Yeah, very. And we, and we haven't even explored a lot of it. So, oh, yeah, he yeah, just throws you right in the middle of it. You have absolutely no idea what's going on. So it's kind of a mystery that you as the as the reader try and piece together you know, how they've ended up in the situation that they're in and what the world that they exist in is really like. So I, I, I enjoy stories like that where you have to, you know, kind of piece it, piece it together. So. And it's, it's been, I think it's, so it's a new, new episode, new, new issue 
you want to call it that, every Friday, except if uh, Paul has a problem with his computer or he's sick. <laughs> and so, so it's been over a half a year now that this has been going on, and it's like over the course of maybe two days. Because I mean, the characters are introduced, right? From, a few characters are introduced in the beginning, and uh, and then we go back to them a few episodes later. And uh, and we're introduced to other people in the meantime, and and other freak angels, and other other members of this quote unquote family that were all born at the same time on the same day, and uh, and how they pretty much destroyed the world, right? That's that's kind of what they have been uh, have been hinting at is that yeah. they had to make had to make a a very tough decision and to, to save the world, and it looks like they uh, they ruined about uh oh most of it yeah <laughs> so yeah it's very uh very mad max in uh in feel it's uh that that it would be totally mad max without them so they've kind of created this little pocket in white chapel that is uh you know they they take care of the people there so yeah it's uh it's a neat book it is i'm digging on it well, I, I do own all the sections to the Sig Sand manuscript, so Warren Ellis will be writing for me pretty soon. What? <laughs> you don't you don't read gravel, huh? No, I there, haven't there, read it. Yeah, no. There's a uh, an ancient uh, magical manuscript that's been that's so powerful that it's been divided into sections, and Bill Gravel is going to each one of the magicians that possess a section of it and. By hook or by crook, taking the the sections for himself, and once this in, this book is is uh, compiled into one one book, he's going to be unstoppable. And I I have them all, so Warren Ellis will be my slave. <laughs> he will write for me. Nice. There you go. <sighs> okay, what else did, are we reading? Did you guys pick up the JSA special this week? The uh, Alex Ross no. one. No. Who's that? Uh, yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, though. But uh, it was it? good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it was um, Alex Ross and the not painted Alex Ross. Ooh. So it's yeah, it's uh, uh, he did uh, he wrote um, uh, pencil and inked it, and it's colored by colored by somebody else, and it's uh, it's it's gorgeous, and it it tells kind of a. Um, a little hidden story from from Kingdom Come. If you're a fan of Kingdom Come, oh, nice. it, oh, cool. uh, it kind of goes into and and elaborates on, on one of the uh, more painful parts of of that book for for Superman. And uh, it's uh, yeah, it was a really good issue. I was uh, I was actually kind of surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never been never been blown away by uh, by Alex Ross's writing, but uh, it, you could tell he. Uh, he definitely threw himself into this. It was uh, I liked the voice in it. I thought it was convincing, and uh, and it's it's really a beautiful book. So yeah, if you're a fan of Kingdom Come or reading any of the the JSA stuff right now, yeah, it's I thought it was totally worth it. And and it is a it is a uh, a three ninety nine cover price on it. So yeah. another three ninety book ninety nine book that came out today. Anybody check out the the alternate cover on Amazing Spider Man five seventy seven. The Sal Bushima cover? Sal Bushima, baby. Yeah. I, I, I was, really? 
Yeah, yeah. I was so tickled to see that. Oh, that I, I'm not the biggest Mike McCone fan in the world. I, I, I like his work, but if I have the choice between Mike McCone or Sal Bashima, come on. <laughs> and uh, the the uh, McCone cover features the Punisher. But, uh, is that a McCone cover? I thought that was a Paulo Rivera cover. Okay, even so. It pales in comparison to the Sal Basima cover. Well, so Sal, I, I had a nab it and uh, didn't read the book yet, but the 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 cover just looks great. Go Sal, and it's got a little uh, a Punisher uh, skull in in the background, kind of worked into the the spider web. So it's it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Good to see Sal working for the uh, out of the ghetto of the Spider Girl, because we all know that 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 book effect. No, no, really, it's a the good book. Ghetto of the Spider Girl. It wow. is. It's. It, I love Spider Girl, <laughs> but come on, that book has been pushed to the sidelines for a lot of years. It, the man's retired. It doesn't matter. He's a god in in, in yes, in but land. it's it's. It's like it's him and Ron friends just having a good old time, and and you know Tom DeFalco too. But it's, yeah. it's it, I'm saying it's a great book. I'm with you all the way. But you have to admit, the comic buying public has mm, shunned yes, for, yes, amazing Spider right. I, I yeah. love. I would love to see an issue of one of the Avengers books written by Bendis with art by Bushima. I think that would be oh, great. Yeah. That would that would oh, do yeah. wonders for Sal. That would do that would open up. The eyes of so many people that uh, that that you know give something else to bitch about, and at the same time they they'd appreciate someone who who's made us happy all all these years. And I'll tell you, Sal's really fast. Yes, he, uh, he drew a a J. Jonah Jameson full head sketch for me at the uh, convention. He we had one maybe last year. He was in Scranton and inked it, penciled it finished uh bottle it was by about eight by ten in i would say 10 minutes or less the guy's good and it's awesome yeah there's that word again damn (laughs) i'll I'll start at the new year um (laughs) and uh another alternate cover that really caught my attention action comics 871 the alex ross cover is okay have you seen the variant Look no, at you all about the variant covers these days. The, well, I don't buy variants. I, I just look at them because as far as I'm concerned, it's all about the guts of the book. I don't care what the cover is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, the guy that did the covers for the uh, countdown specials, like the Commandy cover, um, is his name is like, uh, fuck, I don't know it, but it's a smoking hot cover. I should get the name before I bring Set it up. What is it? <laughs> Yeah, tap, let me just tap, get the tap, cover. Key, yeah, really. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I can edit this in the way I want. You said F twenties. That's coming out. It's coming uh, out. I don't give a shit. You don't don't, don't they have variant covers on DC's uh fucking <coughs> site? Hell, this site dudes. sucks. They have no variant covers. <laughs> Son of Peach. Try T F A W or something. Alright. Son of Beach. God damn it. All right, here we go. Action 871, is it? Dude, why are fatheads so expensive? Fatheads? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. What do you mean? What what are you talking about, fathead? You don't know what a fathead is? Is it those stupid... um... Like wall stickers. Oh, I don't know what those are then. Yeah, they're gigantic wall stickers that you can... They started off being just for sports, but now they have them for... 
superheroes and other kinds of licensed characters. I thought it'd be cool to get one or two for my new comic room, but it fucking oh. seems like a ripoff. They're like ninety bucks for a fucking. <laughs> And they're not they don't very, have the name. And, yeah, they're not very interested in advertising on comic book podcasts. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh. fuck them. Yeah. There's, there's no name for this variant cover, but it's S <laughs> S R. Is it by Wando? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Screw it's it. Which, which, which it's which number? 861? 871. 870. It's the guy that did the covers for the countdown specials. With the death of the nude gods and uh, with with the words that were crushing the the people underneath. Mm-hmm. Ryan Sook. You know? No, it's not Ryan Sook. It's SR. God damn it! Oh well, let's get this train on another track. Seriously. I know it's a dead it's a dead zone. Damn it. What well, we Chris. To uh, so getting back to Freak Angels for a second, you guys were having an interesting conversation. Uh, oh, Stefan Rue. There you go. There you go. That'll oh, yeah, make yeah. absolutely Bird, no Bird, sense. Bird, birds of Prey. Bird, Bird, he's the <laughs> yep, cover for yes, Birds of Prey also. Right, exactly. Yep. Okay, yeah, the, the Stefan Rue cover blows the doors off the Albatross. <laughs> Bra- Brainiac looks like he's... he's and is, isn't that odd that you got a guy that's noted for excellent covers like Alex, Alex Ross, and, and the variant cover is not done by him, it's done by someone else, and it's better, in my opinion, than his. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah I don't but you're know, always I don't looking for a chance to take it Alex Ross, though. Oh. No, I like Alex Ross's stuff. Mm. I really do. Well, do. Todd does not go to Alex Ross usually with you. No, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. It goes It goes in the opposite direction. And I'm telling you, in that JSA special, the sequential storytelling, pretty solid, which good. I do not usually sure. expect from an Alex Ross book, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. So, I think we should have a, a standing order that whenever the word iconic comes up in relation to Al- Alex Ross, like if it's said in the same sentence, we should just like disconnect the person. Doop, you're <laughs> gone. You say iconic and Alex Ross, you're off. Right. We'll kill them. We'll kill them. Um, <laughs> you, you'll do that if every time you say talented and Rick Veach in the same sentence, we can cut you off. Oh, you. Ouch. I, Ouch. I'm, I'm just, you know, see, I take it. As a testament to your youth, that you 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 don't really know what's good yet and what's not, because Rick. Are well, you one of my six years younger than you? Maybe. Uh, you still you, you're well, maybe you maybe you matured at a slower pace. I don't know. I don't know what to say because Rick. I'm 43. You just celebrated your birthday as well. Yeah, Rick Veach is one of the granddaddies, baby. Nobody does it like Veach. Oh, you're a full decade Nobody. older than me, you old bastard. I know. I know. I fart dust. <laughs> fart dust. <laughs> I do. But anyway, let's get back to the comic talk. Is- yeah, well, I was going to just say about Freak Angels is, um, before we got off on the Stefan Rue uh, sidetrack, is that I thought Chris and uh, Tom and Mike and those guys had a good good talk about Freak Angels on AC about the fact that you know they're publishing on the web and then collecting it and whether or not that's going to be a successful business model because certainly that would be a model I think that makes, if it works, would make a lot of sense for a lot of guys that are looking to create create their own stuff. Um, and I heard you guys talking about it and I was thinking about the fact that this really isn't the first time that this has happened, but maybe it's probably a higher profile. Um, yeah, it's, it's the first time that someone like, like Warren Ellis has been yeah. involved in a project like this. Because I know that... Um, Boom did that Northwind series, and I remember that was what probably early, beginning of this year, right? They they put the first issue, complete issue, up on MySpace, mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, at the same they put it up the same day 
that the issue hit the LCSs, and the LCSs were pissed about it and complained, but then ultimately the sales were quite good for it, at least relative to expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. Mark, you know, Wade was making, Mark Wade was making the case that that's a very viable model and that kind of proved it. And then I know the MySpace Dark Horse Presents, I bought that first trade, which again was, you know, those are, it's an anthology, but it's stuff that again was up on the web first. And then they just, uh, the second trade was just solicited, which I ordered as well. So, and I don't know how they're selling. I don't, I didn't look at the sales numbers on those to see if, if they're selling, but I, I certainly, much like you, Chris, I, I hope the model works because I think it's a pretty yeah. cool model. Um, I it just it just makes a lot of sense, especially you know someone like Avatar to be able to you know get a name like Warren Ellis and say, hey, you know we we'll have people that will buy single issues and we'll have people that will buy trades. How about we put it up on the web and just go straight to trade and see how it goes? And if it's, I, I hope it's extremely successful. I would love to, I would love to see um, more people do that because honestly, I, I'd prefer to kind of consume them that way. I, I love single issues, and it'll be hard for me to not ever, you know, read comics on a weekly basis. But to do it on the web. And then get a trade is kind of a nice, a nice way for me to do it. That way, you know, I'm guilty. Uh, sometimes I'll buy a series in single issues, and then I'll buy it in trade, and so I'll buy it twice. I, I don't do that nearly as much as I used to, because um, I was just like, "What the hell am I doing?" But um, that would kind of stop me from doing that. Obviously, yeah. it's a it's a real tough spot to be in. The the uh, whether or not to buy singles. Uh, debate that we've been having on our forum for a long time and a, a lot of years we've been talking about this do do you support the independent publishers by buying singles or do you support the format that you would rather read this stuff in it's it's a it's a tough call i don't know i i, I would much rather support marvel and dc by buying trades yeah because you know they, they're not they don't need my my monthly support but you get a book like Proof that lives and dies by the amount of exactly. people that buy it in a monthly basis. That it, you're almost you're you're kind of forced to buy the the the, the floppies, and then um, you know you can always bind them together at library binding. That's what I'm going to be doing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to bind everything. I've no more bags and boards for me. That's no. Wow. Think of how many independent series don't get finished. You know, I mean, just because True. they don't. Um, well, there was that series know, by Arvid um, Arvid Nelson. Um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, zero? Uh, no, zero. Uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, the name escapes. No, no, no. But it's just the, it was uh, zero killer. Yeah, zero killer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I it looked great. This list looked great. It was a, you know, I love post apocalyptic type of stories, and that was this. It was post apocalyptic New York. The city was pretty much flooded and crime-ridden, and this guy Zero Killer was the protagonist. The first issue came out, thought it was really good. He had clearly put tons of thought into the backstory. He had a website set up where, I mean, there were literally a you know multi-decade chronology of what had happened in this world. So you could tell he really, really gave this some thought and had you know a lot in mind for what he could do with this universe. And uh, then the second issue came out probably two or three months later, and last time I checked. Issue number three was supposed to come out probably a year ago, and it's still sitting in my having you know paid for but never received yeah. uh, you know in TCBS and uh, and that's just one of many. I mean you know um, B Clay Moore seventy six 
you know, I was getting that, and, and that's been pretty much you know put by the wayside as they as those guys work on other stuff. And um, you know, look at it. Look at it this the, way, the though. The Winterman, good lord, the Winterman took forever. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, that's just that's just part of it with with some series that are out there. Um, but don't you know? It's 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 not just indies. Uh, I'm still waiting for uh, issue three of <laughs> Ultimate Hulk versus Ultimate fucking Wolverine. That's been what coming. eight years. Yeah. You know, it's well, you know. Well, there's a little difference there, though, in that, again, the, the, this is kind of getting back to, is it okay to wait for the trade or not, should you or shouldn't you? I think with the indies, the, there is a real risk in waiting for the trade that you're never going to get the trade. I mean, that, I think that's a right. real risk because sometimes the series don't even get finished, whereas I think with Marvel and DC, they're going to trade it if, if you know, they're going to finish it. The, no. the, what you're talking mm-hmm. about with that, that ultimate is, you know, that's kind of like with the Kevin Smith thing. I mean, I think those are creator-specific issues. You know, DC has that sometimes with, you know, with Wildcats or what have you, some of the Wildstorm stuff. I think those are creative-specific things where they either get in a rut or move on to other things and don't get back around to it. But I, I think as a whole, the bet is that, that they're going to put out the stuff they say they're going to put out. Whereas with the indies, hey, man, it's simple economics. You know, I don't blame I don't blame. B. Clay and his and Seth Peck and all those guys for putting that on the back burner. I mean, there weren't you know he admits they're not, not making any money off of it. Nobody's buying it, so I, yeah. I can't. They got to pay their bills. You know, they got rent to pay. I can't kill them for that. But, yeah. but when eventually. you say Marvel and DC are going to trade it, Marvel will trade it. DC will wait to the most inopportune time when nobody wants the book. When the <laughs> when when the when the uh, the amount of people that would actually buy it are the lowest in history, then they'll release it. DC's trade program sucks. They're getting and it's com- they're getting they're, they're getting they're getting better, but it's common freaking sense. It's funny Marvel though because will, will release a book like literally two or three weeks after the last issue has shipped. Why can't DC do that? I sound better. like Daryl. Hey, I sound hey, like Daryl, don't I? Um, what the fuck? Uh, you know, when you, hear, <laughs> when you hear guys like Brian Hibbs or even um, you know Chris from Wild Pig and stuff, and I've heard them on podcasts. They they're pretty complimentary of DC's trade program, though, because God. although they may put the stuff out later than you would want, I think DC's much better than Marvel. At least, again, based on what I hear from the LCS guys that talk about it, much better at keeping their full inventory in stock. You can always get DC's inventory, and Marvel stuff runs out of print quite often. And you know why? Because people are buying the freaking Marvel books. I don't think that's necessarily true because the again, getting back to the numbers, that while DC gets their ass kicked of late on the the comic side, the monthly periodical side, their their trade market share is 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 usually as good, if not better, than Marvel's. So I, I don't yeah. think it's actually true. I think DC's I got know. a better. A more successful collected edition system going right now than than Marvel of, of books that nobody wants to read. Well, people are buying them. I mean, I, so again, I, I, I mean, mean, I love DC. I'm a DC. DC is my company, yeah. but I, I don't understand why they can't strike while the iron's hot and 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 put out limited series in trade form weeks after the the, the last issue has come out. Do you realize well, that that's going to do nothing though. but. It's going to do nothing but generate more interest in their books. They're getting better though, because I di- I didn't read any of that Superman stuff, and 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 that that Brainiac uh, arc just ended, and that hardcover was solicited this month, and All Star Superman just finished up, and that hardcover was solicited. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a no brainer, but Batman R.I.P. just solicited Green Lan- yeah Green Lan- Green Lantern stuff. So I think they're okay. Proven sellers, yeah. What about the Blue Beetle? When when, when did the last Blue Beetle trade come out? Well. According you got to put the, the stuff in well enough to justify it being a priority. So, well, maybe it's not selling well enough because that there's not enough trades out there for people mm-hmm. to read. 
And and the same thing with like, it, if I was publisher, I would focus on the lower tier books, give them the love. Yeah. I mean, Superman Brainiac with with Jeff Johns and and Gary Frank, that's gonna sell regardless of what they do. They could screw the printing up on that; it would still sell. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. I just I, I just they, think you're, I don't understand why they shouldn't. So by that token, they should be doing that then, because you want they they're gonna want to prioritize and put out the stuff that they think is gonna sell. So I don't. Why would, that doesn't make sense to me that they well, would. How many? Let, let's be honest. How many DC books are going to sell big buku numbers? The ones nah, that nah. are trading. <laughs> that's why they're trading. But, but the, that, that's the thing. How, how many? How many DC series can you name right now that would be really mega sellers in in trades? Jeff Johns on Superman, uh, or Action Comics. The finally when Grant Morrison finishes Final Crisis, and. Uh, if RIP is has a has a, a shocking enough ending, probably Morrison's RIP. Yeah. And ambush can, can you, can you, Well that's what I'm saying. Can you name anything else that's gonna fly off the shelves? Look at Marvel. The the Stephen King books are doing so well. The the Secret Invasion books. They're when you look in the previews for Marvel, look at the lineup of all secret secret invasion related tie ins that they already have slated for publication. That's the way DC should be doing it. Get this stuff out. People want to read it. Come on, mm. am, am I like oversimplifying things? I, it's, I mean, I, you got a bunch of great books. Legion's dead. Legion could have been a much better seller if they if they just got those trades out of the door. How much of uh, McDuffie's Justice League run has been uh, collected? Not much. I don't. I don't think very much at all. I think Meltzer's collection's been collected, and that's pretty much it. Because I have uh, the in, in the hardcovers. I have the the the. The first uh, two, three, right? Now I don't, I don't think there's there's been one after the third. Well, I think part of the problem DC had with that is they they did that the JLA JSA crossover and they put out the deluxe hardcover of that, and that's oh, yeah, pretty, it's so silly yeah, too that trade press and you can't. Yeah. Hmm? What's that, David? No, no, I didn't say anything. You you got you got like what two issues of JLA in in the JSA trade? Yeah. So so if you wanted a complete run of things on your shelf i really don't care either way but if you wanted a complete run of jla books that look the same you're not going to have it because there's two issues that are in with the uh or it's the other way around some of the jsa stuff is in the jla trades it's, it, it makes no sense i mean i i i know why they did it to keep the story together but i gotta it was say too, I think people- too soon in the, in the jsa run to do a crossover like that no just in the jla run too D- yeah. dc um hard Hard, like a hard time for things they probably don't deserve a hard time about. But I think DC is making plenty of mistakes, but I, I think, at least again, and, and LCS owners or creators out there that know that, I, I, it really seems to me like every time I hear the LCS guys talk about about the the collected editions, that they're way more complimentary of DC to de- in terms of dealing with them than than Marvel. So, again, you're coming at it from a fan perspective, which I understand is completely different. Right. But it seems yeah, to, I'm not it, a moneymaker. So. Yeah, it just seems to me that I don't know if the criticism is you know, totally fair though, because it, it seems like DC's got some aspect of their shit together with Marvel could actually learn something from, but I, well, I, I see. I, the only thing that I, and to be completely honest with you, it's mostly comes from the fact that I look at those numbers mm-hmm. and there's, n- there's no way that DC, DC should be getting beat down this much in the numbers yeah, because are- in the, in the books, when I read the DC books as compared to the Marvel books, the DC books are so much better, in my opinion. I don't understand why it's so lopsided. I, I, I don't get it, but somebody is 
is buying them. Well, we've talked about this a million times. I mean, Marvel for the better part of the last twenty years has had a bigger a bigger fan base. So that I mean, there's just inherently going to be a, all things else being equal in terms of quality and output and reach. Marvel's going to sell more books. Uh, that's just the way it's been, except for when Marvel was having bankruptcy troubles and DC, you know, for a, about a year took over the market share lead. So that's number one. Number two, um, I, I don't necessarily agree with you. I, 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 I like quite a bit of stuff that DC is doing and stuff I don't like. And I, I like quite a bit of stuff that Marvel's doing. I don't, I, don't, I certainly don't think line why DC's got it over Marvel by any stretch. I, I think it's, oh, uh, see. well, I guess it's just what, what you're a fan yeah, of. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. I, th- I, mean, I yeah. think it's also accessibility and, you know, yeah, it, you know what? So, when I started reading comic books, I picked up a comic book. I liked what I read. I seek, I, I sought out other, other books that I found interesting. I, I learned things on my own. Now you have the internet. You can go to Wikipedia. You can call Tom Caters. You can do whatever you want to get information on what you're reading. But, but it's, it's, you know, it, they, they mock it or they laugh at it. But I don't know if any, I mean, I don't know boo about Checkmate. There were a lot of things. And resisted. I was scratching my head over. Snapper card now has powers. The uh, you know the whole. You know, this is a different checkmate than the checkmate I was reading back mm-hmm. in the in the late '80s. Obviously, so it wouldn't with Arsenal. So it's just the continuity problems. There are a lot of. I mean, you know, I was not happy with the end of Infinite Crisis. I was not happy with one year later. I stuck with a lot of the books of the characters that I really really like. Green Lantern, Green Arrow. I. I like I know these characters. I've been with them for a long, long time, so I have no problem picking up a DC book and getting the gist of what's going on. I'll find out what Checkmate's about. I'll find out how Snapper Car got powers. I don't. I'm not concerned about that. But at least with with Marvel and there's that recap page. You you get an idea. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's dumbing it down or that's you know that spoon feeding it. I know Grant Morrison hates that recap page and that was the only thing they forced on him during the whole new x-men run is that you know they just just make sure you have room for the recap page that was the only thing they enforced they let him do whatever he wanted which is why we got beast the way he was and emma and whatnot but marvel just does things differently and they're easily accessible they're they're more accessible than dc's books and characters i mean i'm not saying someone's gonna i like the recap page I can't remember what I read last month in a lot of books. Yeah, well, because we, we read a lot, right? You're absolutely. Right. Yeah, I can, I can understand that, but and I'm not. You know, no one's going to pick up Action Comics and go, "Oh my God, there's been 871 issues. I'm going to be lost." No, you're not. It's a Superman comic book. You'll be able. I don't. I don't. Don't give me that crap about. Oh, there's so many numbers, and that's why we need to do a relaunch and a new number one. And no, numbers, you know, what big uh, Papa Joe Joe Q took a lot of heat. When he came out with that comment, like having Superman and Batman is like having the two biggest sticks in porn and you don't know where to stick them. There's a real lot of truth to that statement. You, 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 you go up to anyone on the street, anyone, and say, name three superheroes. Chances are very good that Superman and Batman. Superman, Batman, maybe Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, and it's like you have two of the most recognizable characters in comics, in, 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 in the world. Why aren't they top ten books? You know? Why, why aren't they selling 300, 400,000 copies of piece? I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand it. There's yeah. not that many comic book fans anymore. It's, it's, well, yeah. I know. I mean, it's, you know, Shooter got a lot of shit in the 80s with the whole, and, and Claremont beat this into the ground where every time you read an X-Men comic and Wolverine's the best at what he does and Aurora can summon mm-hmm. the weather and, and Colossus is made, you know, 
every every mm-hmm. issue you repetition add, yes and but every issue you know like they say is is someone's first more likely than not so that's just something that for whatever reason you know and they didn't have to follow suit but just DC never did and and again though you were able to find fo- you knew the flash ran fast you knew but then again I know I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, right. but then again for a lot of years DC's books were all done in one you didn't yes. really have to know a lot of the history. It was only when the Marvel Age of Comics came to prominence that the continuing stories became vo- came into vogue. There was college kids going, this is really cool. This story that I just read is continuing next month. Yeah. And then the month after that, and where DC you had like Superman, the boom, done. Yeah. All you had to do was read one. And sometimes there know? were two stories in an issue. You're right. So it's like the done in ones which worked for DC would not work for Marvel. No, the, the, the whole foundation of the country of the, 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 the company was different. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. They're both great companies. I just love DC so much. I want to see them do well. Sure. That's I when when I bitch, it's not because well, I'm bitching mean, at things you know, things I see. In, there. Yeah, they're selling yeah enough, they're I want selling DC enough, up there. They're selling enough Watchmen trades to cover everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but what if? What if they didn't have a Watchmen trade? But they do. Find out. Oh, I know they do, but I'm just saying, but what if, you know? What if 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 Alan Moore never wrote Watchmen? What would the numbers be lo- looking like now? It'd be, ugh, I don't want to think about it. Hey, All right, it. that's it. We got lots of, lots of ground. We downer, Jesus and- Christ. He left us on a downer, man. <sighs> All right, let's 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 do something upbeat. Oh, what do we um, how about this? Here's here's a new a new uh, segment I wanted to introduce last time, but we didn't have right. uh, enough time for it. It's called "Where You At." There's a bunch of people that have disappeared. Dave Windorf, where are you at? He uh, 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 he he uh, he's in Europe, Stockholm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I he's he's, he's touring. He uh, I sent him oh. a PM asking. Where you at? And, uh, and probably, yeah, no, he's, he's working wherever he is. All right. he's okay, probably well, not ending his sentences and prepositions. That's see. That's, thank that's you, Chris, because every time I say that or Renee hears that, and I go, "Where you at?" She says, "Behind that preposition." And it. I don't care. I have all the pieces to the Sig Sand manuscript, and I will own you, people. All right. Another one that we that was uh, was uh, answered for me, but I I wanted to ask it last time. Filthy McMonkey's back on the forum. We know where him at. So who else? Who are we missing? There's guy. We have like a ton of people. Me, I've been on been the forum in over a week. You're, you're you the at? smart dude. Where you at, Chris? Where's in Equinox? Equinox at? Oh, he's he's uh, Jefferson. There. When was the last time Jefferson posted? Yeah, Jefferson. Where you at? Everybody, come to our forum. Forum dot Burnson's back. We'll, he's posted. We'll we'll have fun and we'll hide behind prepositions and I'll make I, you all dance like the the monkeys that you are. <laughs> well, it depends on what the intro opening song is. Ah, this time, Kiss. And it's one of the most Sweet. obscure Kiss tracks ever. Of course. It's from it the is. Elder. It's from the Elder. Stab me in my eye right now, please. <laughs> Why, my, you don't like the you Elder? Don't like Kiss? Before my time, gents. Only, only when oh. they meet the Phantom uh, uh, Park. No, uh, no, Timeless, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Timeless. <laughs> Maybe in Bizarro Shit World. Jesus. Wow, that was hateful. Bizarro <laughs> shit world. Did you so have the venom that, in it? That would mean like rainbows, right? Because bizarro <laughs> shit would be like bizarro marshmallows or something. Sh- 
bizarro shit world. Wow. Kiss, man. I need that sounds like something Mark said would write. Come you on, know, man. Gene Simmons, he's, he's, he's like the Indian looking over the garbage with the tear right now. You made Gene Simmons cry. You, uh, you, you fucker, you made Gene Simmons cry. My fellow Jew brother. It's Think about all those people in their kiss coffins. Detroit Rock City, man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That is one of, uh, what is it? Destroyer is one of the best albums ever. Hey, yeah, David, you have total, to be uh, happy, happy that uh, the chief of staff's a member total of the tribe. <laughs> the tribe. <laughs> Representing. <laughs> all right. We're, say say good night, people. We're out of here. I hope I, you had a good time. Yeah, good night, people. I promise I'll read some comics yeah. this week. I'm gonna have wow. to go listen to Kiss Alive, man. Jeez, you're hating to Kiss My Ass. <laughs> there is a, you know, there is an album called Kiss My Ass. Is there it's really? a cover. Yes, yes, it's quite good too. Should play that dinosaur whenever Wood speaks in this episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, we're out of here. Call this week. Yes, he did yeah, three he's... times. Yes, we're enablers. Oh, boy, yes. Bringing the heat. Uh, Daryl's pretty funny. I oh, like Daryl. Wait, a lot. wait. Before we go, one more thing, oh. real quick. Back it up, Chris. Back that truck up. Are, are you okay oh, with no. the with the loss of hero clicks, buddy? Oh uh, shit! Yeah, I, you know, I, actually, I actually haven't played in uh in about four months. Um, uh-huh. I usually play in the in the winter and in spring. It's too nice in the summertime. Um, but uh, I doubt if hero clicks is gone away. It's one of the few things that I think made money at mm-hmm. WizKids and Tops. Top, it wouldn't surprise me if Tops keeps the line and puts it out and just, you know, keeps the Hero Clicks brand, but just puts it out um, under Tops instead of WizKids. Or, um, you know, it, 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 it'll it get sold to someone else. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if Hero Clicks stays around and just comes out from another company because it, it, mm. it still made money. So, yeah. and, and very few things in this world still make money. So that's. Yep. So I, so I will say one thing mm-hmm. in regards to Hero Clicks. Karma sure is a bitch, ain't it? That's my comment on Woods Kids. Oh yeah, yeah. They've they've kind of um, not uh, not run those those businesses or those brands very well. So it's mm-hmm. um, it, when when you alienate longtime buyers for the sake of getting new blood into the game, that's not good. Not good yep. at all. Yep. Okay, another downer. But what are we gonna do? All right, people. David, say something funny. Funny? What the? the wow! It put me on the spot, yo. <laughs> it's uh, like uh, dance for me. I, Read Witchblade and watch. Uh, if Harold actually, actually, Vince will give you a kiss if you can tell us. Who I don't did like where this what. is going. No, if you can tell us, aside from looking at the cover, who did what. And Final Crisis Resist, because God forbid they put a fucking credit. They should have kept the credit out of oh. some of the other Final Crisis tie-ins, but they'll leave the credits out on I'm, that book. I'm sorry, people, for the the tone of this episode. I really oh, yes, <laughs> actually, you know what? Wait, wait, no. I'm 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 going back when we're done tonight. I'm going to finish doing a few things, and then I'm going to curl up and go back to reading my bone complete one volume. Is that like bone? No, that's no, that's all black and white, right? Yes. Would you That's nature intended. Pick, would you suggest picking up the single volumes in color? I this is my first time reading it, so I don't okay. know if the color adds to it or if it. If, I'm sure the color adds to it, but I don't know if it. Is what it, it cool gains? Black and or, it's all, it's oh, all right. It's awesome. Black. It's awesome. Okay. Black. I mean, Smith Smith puts a lot of detail just in 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 the black and, and everything like that. So no, I'm, gonna buy, I'm gonna buy that for my nephew for Christmas. 
my it's, kids are reading the uh, the color bone, and uh, I showed Nina some of the the monthlies, and she's like, "Ooh, this looks weird." I said, <laughs> "Honey, that that's the way it came out. You know, the coloring was an afterthought." Oh no, I I would never be able to read that. I was like, "Oh God, get me out of here!" Nice. Hey, David. My friggin' uh, kids. Final Crisis Resist is Greg Rucka and Eric Troutman writing. And Ryan Sook on some of the art. Ryan Sook on the art. and uh, Not all of it. Look. That's not that's not all, Ryan Sook. Well, I'm just going by the credits here. Because you know. I, dude, no. All right, you're right. Fuck that. Sook is credited. And Sook did all and, the pages, the good ones and the shitty ones. You're right. Uh, dude, I'm just saying what the credits are. You asked what the credits are. That's what the credits are. Are you reading these credits? Wow. I'm going to go look out the window. Is there like a full moon or something tonight? Where are these, where are these credits? Where are the credits at? Comic Book TV. Where they at? Where they at? <laughs> Comic Book TV. I'm okay. going to bed. <laughs> Good night, Chris. Because this is like Wikipedia, so, you know, I mean, people put this in. It's not like DC said these are who the credits are. <laughs> the cover of it says Greg Rucka, Eric Troutman. I said, but I said, not by looking at the cover. Who could tell me who did what in this issue? <laughs> Because anybody can look at the cover and know Greg Rucker wrote it. Bye. <laughs> have a nice night. Na- <laughs> have, have a nice day, wherever you are. Peace we out. love comics. We do. We, we love do. comics. Read Witchblade. We love you. Right. You don't love me. You're pretty. Scrooge Mc... <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah.